Decision 2022 politics. Let's meet Jeff Deal, the Republican running for governor in Massachusetts. Two people in that primary. Mr. Deal, welcome into NBC 10. Thank you, Gene. I appreciate it. You're from Whitman, which is in the Brockton area, so you know us down here. Sure. I used yeah. to work at uh, Poyant Signs in New Bedford, so I traveled the South Coast quite a bit into Rhode Island plenty of times. Well, that leads me. If you become governor, you're going to help the South Coast more than the previous governors have? You know, it's a big issue. They feel they're left out. I used to live in a town, I was on the finance committee in a town, I ran for state representative in Whitman because I felt we had a state representative that was voting more for what was important for Boston than mm -hmm. the suburban town that I lived in. So yeah, the South Coast, uh, South Coast Rail, I think we should be looking uh, beyond Massachusetts, maybe into Rhode Island to help bring better commuting options for everybody that live in the area. Is that South Coast Rail ever going to really happen? I think it will the happen. Year we report, yes, yes, this is the year they're breaking ground, the tracks. It's going to happen. My wife and I were strap hangers in New York City when we met, and we never had a car for five years. We believe in public transportation. I want to make sure that's one of the promises that government keeps for people. Right. What about helping Fall River and New Bedford with cash? Yeah, well, I mean, there's great tourism available for Fall River, New Bedford, um, beyond just the fishing industry that tends to support them as well. Uh, so, yeah, no, I think those are areas for uh, additional development. Yeah. Now, after the pandemic, I think we've seen that people don't have to necessarily work in Boston. They can live in some of the other gateway cities around our state. Mm -hmm. And I think that gives us an opportunity, as long as we provide the transportation, to allow them to move into other uh, areas of the state that are more affordable. Okay, let's get the litmus test question out of the way. You're a Republican. What does Donald Trump mean to you? Well, he's endorsed my race, which is uh, fantastic. My opponent uh, in this primary voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016. Mm -hmm. I think that's a real disqualifier uh, come Election Day and next Tuesday. But uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, I supported President Trump in 16 in Massachusetts. I was the only Republican mm -hmm. to do so because I saw him as someone who had been successful, wanted to give back to a great country that had given him those opportunities. Same thing for me when I was serving on Beacon Hill, trying to make sure that the people, the working folks of our state are represented fairly and not special interest and, you know, Beacon Hill insiders or big government insiders. Okay, so you're not running away from Donald Trump. You know, we've got a congressional race down here. They've sure. got the Republican with a MAGA hat, <laughs> and they're making a, a hay out of that. So it's the first thing the Democrats We had say. a great four you, years. Is there one with you in a MAGA hat? No, <laughs> no, no, but we had a great four years under President Trump. And right now the economy is in free fall under President Biden. I think it's very clear that we had a strong leadership in that administration. Mm -hmm. Right now foreign policy is also failing. So I think we... Uh, can look forward to 24 as, you know, we'll see what happens, whoever becomes the president then. Right. But my job as governor is to make sure that the people of Massachusetts are represented by someone who cares about them. And that's always been my focus before Trump came on the radar. I was elected in 2010. Yeah. So I've been around way before he came in. Now, uh, Governor Baker has, uh, he's had great success. Uh, he's number one in every poll. You look at a Republican in the blue state, but he kind of keeps Donald Trump at arms, at arm's length yeah. at times. Isn't that a good role? Isn't that a good way to do it? You know, I'm a Republican, but I'm a, a New England Republican. We're different. And he keeps Trump at arm's length. Yeah, look, I mean, again, this race is, to me is not about President Trump. It's, this is all about uh, what we're currently going on, was going on economically. But mm -hmm. also, again, what's important for Massachusetts? Some of the big key issues that I see are medical freedom, people who got fired in Massachusetts because of the vaccine mandate, okay. nurses. My running mate's a nurse who got fired. She was... Uh, breastfeeding at the time, didn't want to get the vaccine, they fired her. Uh, state workers, state police officers, MBTA workers, why do you think the T right now is having such major problems? They're understaffed. Yeah. And that's because a lot of people either took early retirement or they were fired because of the vaccine mandate. So medical freedom is a key part of, I think, what's going forward. Now, you were in the legislature, so you've been in politics in 2018, then you ran against Elizabeth Warren. That's right. Which was a heavy lift. <laughs> you know what? It was really important to make sure that at least a conservative viewpoint was uh, put out there. Okay. She had said that law enforcement was racist from front to back. And I have family members in law enforcement. I was really offended by that. I think a lot of people felt that was a destructive comment to make back in 18. And now in 20, or not now, in 2020, mm -hmm. 
Maura Healy, who's going to be running for governor, uh, you know, my likely opponent right. in, the, in the general election, said during the riots of 2020 when there was arson and murder and looting, she said, yes, America's burning, but that's how forests grow. Basically condoning the violence that was happening around the country, even in Boston and, and cities around uh, this region. So to me, that's a real disqualifier for her as well, but she's going to have to answer for that in the general election. You brought up the, med the, the uh, med medical issues along with the pandemic. Are you vaccinated? I am vaccinated, yeah. Uh, so you had no problem with no, that? No. and boosted? What happened to my body, my choice, though? I mean, yeah. this, that's always been the belief with a lot of people. Medical decisions should be made between you and your doctor, not government getting in there and forcing you. And people lost their careers. I mean, people who dedicated their lives to becoming nurses, firefighters, police officers, mm -hmm. they lost their careers. They can't go back. They, the way they were discharged as state police officers, they can't work in law enforcement again. Okay, well, isn't that history now? Uh, so, well, I hope it is. Uh, what is, it, if, it is. So if I put you in, are you going to remedy that? Are you going to compensate them? On day what, one, what's your plan? Day one, I hire back every state worker that was fired, put them back in place. And day two, I remove anybody in the administration that thought that was a good idea. That's the first promise I have. But we need to also make sure that there's economic freedom. Right now, the state of Massachusetts mm -hmm. has over $3 billion in excess tax revenue that they have to return back to the people. We need to make sure that those uh, decisions on Beacon Hill are benefiting small businesses. And for example, uh, because they're the one that grow the jobs and help yep. create the better paying jobs. Right now, the legislature got $5 billion in pandemic relief money mm -hmm. from the federal government. And instead of putting that to uh, refilling our unemployment trust fund, which was depleted about $7 billion, mm -hmm. they spent it on pet projects. A $200,000 pickleball court in Beverly was more important than trying to help those small businesses get back on their feet after they were shut down. And, and not just shut down, but the employees were given incentivized, uh, un, un, enhanced unemployment to stay home. And then if you survive that as a business, you get back and now the government, the state government's going to assess you with yeah. a portion of that $7 billion that they didn't uh, they didn't pay for with the money that was already you know, coming in. You know, it looks like to me you need $3 billion worth of repairs on the T system. You've yeah. got the orange line down. You've got problems on the green, the blue. You've got the black and blue line is going to be next, <laughs> from what I read. Now, you, now let me just, let, you were in the legislature. Yes. Uh, so the, the, was some of that on your watch to neglect goes way back. You know what? I'll tell you one further. I, in 2014, I led the repeal of stopping our state gas tax from going up automatically with inflation yeah. because I knew that we, we already had plenty of transportation money in the coffers. We, we spent about 675 thousand dollars per year per mile to maintain our roads in Massachusetts mm -hmm. they're in the bottom as far as condition New Hampshire has the same frost thaw cycle Rhode Island has the same frost thaw cycle we have the ability to do our road maintenance a lot cheaper there was a lot of waste I found during that 2014 ballot question campaign and I know that we can redirect the money it's not about the funds it's about better management at the T. You know, right now, I think what happens is governors bring in consultants, they bring in, uh, mm -hmm. you know, political hires to get in there, and the, the workers who know what needs to get done, they get shut down. They don't feel like they should raise their hand and say what they need to do. I want to re empower those workers, right. too. Well, listen, you're a Republican, so is Charlie Baker. Are you sure. tight with him, close with him, or not very much? I supported Charlie in 2010 when he lost, 2014 when he won, and in 18 as well. So, look, I, I'm glad that he's been uh, governor of yeah. Massachusetts. I just think there's some room for improvement at this point. Well, you're being very kind to him. T fell apart on his watch. Yeah. So did some other things. You had state police scandals. Yeah. You had the Holyoke Soldiers Home. He, he, he's the golden boy. You know, no, nobody I, beats him in the rankings. But if you look a little closer, this you can find stuff. Yeah, but I, you know, my job is not to try to find fault in what people did. My job is to spend time trying to fix those things and make things better for the future. So I want to make sure, again, where we bring in our tax dollars, we spend it with transparency and provide the services that people expect from the state. All right, let's learn a little bit about Jeff Deal. You're <laughs> married with two children? That's right, 20 and 16. My yeah. oldest is in college right now and my youngest is a junior in high school and she's, uh, 
I hate to say it, yeah. she ran for class president, and I was so nervous, but she won, which was nice. Redirect her away from politics. I'm trying to get her. Good dad. Uh, <laughs> do you take out student loans? Did I? No, you, 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 you take it out for your daughter? Yeah, we pay a portion. My daughter has a portion as well. Okay, so she carries a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, do you take out student loans? Well, again, yes, we, we borrow for the, okay. for the education. What, Parent PLUS loan? Uh, well, I think we're using MIFA as, uh, our, as oh, our okay. Lender, so you're, yeah. you're borrowing. Yes. Right. And what do you make of this this uh, forgiveness? I'm not uh, for it from the Democrats. Yeah, I'm not for it. And I got to tell you, I, you know, I got help when I ran when I went to college, and yep. uh, of course, I paid back part of my loans as well, or part of my college cost as well. Mm -hmm. uh, we all go through that, and if you make that choice, you decide to do that for your future, I think you need to be obligated to fulfill those promises that you made to pay back those loans. But on top of that, I don't think it's right that a certain portion subsidizes a smaller portion mm -hmm. of the workforce. A lot of people go into the military after high school, into a trade, maybe into a small business, uh, whatever. Uh, only about a quarter of people go on to four-year college after high school. And is it right for everybody else to pay for them? And then there's no yeah. obligation to the degree that they get. And there's no obligation for the college to have, have any accountability of the kids that they're churning out getting jobs. Mass Maritime, I will say, is one of the big exceptions. It's almost 100% job placement when you leave Mass Maritime. Mm -hmm. So that's a great choice, I think, for kids. Um, but at the same time, I don't see that uh, government should be in there subsidizing you know, a portion of people for right. a decision they made privately to uh, get further educated. You're originally a Pennsylvanian. That's right, Bethlehem, uh, Pennsylvania. But you spent time in New York, you transplanted here just in a brief conversation. That's right. Right. And you own a performing arts school? Tell me about this. Well, so my wife had just done a Broadway show when we met in New York City. Okay. And uh, we went to L.A. for a few years. We got engaged five months after we met, married a year after that. We went to L.A. for a few years so she could try TV and film. And her plan B was to always come back and open a performing arts school in the t same town that her parents live in. So we moved to Whitman. We love it there. We've been there over 20 years. And um, we have that small performing arts school where she teaches hundreds of kids each year dance and acting and voice. Okay. I, I'm, I help You're out. You're the business end. I, I help out, but I also have my own career as well. Uh, now when you say you help, uh, you, you have performing arts background? I, in L.A., I used to help with production. So I would write oh, the shows I, and I, produce I the shows. But really, I'm more of like the uh, custodian on the weekends cleaning up the facility afterwards as well. But right. again, I've had a job uh, working in sales and manufacturing, so that's taken me around the state quite a bit as well. Well, uh, just one final question. You're a Republican in a blue state. Uh, a certain kind of Republicans are palatable to Massachusetts people. We've had them time and again. Is your kind of Republican, though? Can you get any real traction with that electorate? I think so. We've had a Republican pres uh, governor in Massachusetts 24 of the last 32 years. I think people know that you need to have that at least one conservative voice as a check to a very liberal legislature. It's a supermajority of Democrats mm -hmm. in the House and Senate in Massachusetts. Things like giving driver's licenses to people here illegally, yep. that just came out. They overrode Governor Baker on it. He vetoed it. They overrode it anyway. Uh, I'm leading a ballot question that's going to be on the same ballot in November right. uh, to stop that. And I think that people know if more Healy gets in, every liberal left-leaning piece of legislation that, that uh, didn't get a hearing under Baker is going to get a hearing and maybe pass under Maura Healy. So they need that one check and balance. Do you support Bristol County Sheriff Tom Hodgson since you're kind oh, of in his absolutely. area Oh, absolutely. Sure. Oh, yeah. Tom's yeah. been a great, uh, a, a great partner with uh, the federal government and what he does here in the state uh, for years. All right. Jeff Deal, uh, good luck. You've got a primary against a Mr. Dowdy. So you got to get past him, and then you take on whomever the, the demo. Well, it's going to be more Healy. We I'm looking that. forward to it. Thanks, Gene. All right. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Appreciate your time.